Thank you, Monica, for that fascinating talk. I'm, I'm delighted to present our next um, speaker for the evening, Jillian Murphy. She's the curator for Equality, Rights, and Citizenship at the Women's Library at the London School of Economics. She has curated numerous exhibitions using the Women's Library collection, including At Last, Votes for Women, which is on display at the LSE Library Gallery until Friday the 31st of August this year. Um, so tonight, she will introduce the Women's Library holdings on artists' suffrage league and their use of artwork in their political campaigns. Um, yeah, I have a very grand title, but my uh, background is in archives, and I've worked with Women's Library Collection for a long time now. Um, but as a curator, I'm able to talk about the uh, banners. So I'll say a little bit about the Women's Library Collection, and then I'll talk about um, the banners. So the Women's Library Collection, it grew out of the suffrage movement, and in particular the London Society for Women's Suffrage, which was founded in 1867. Um, and as you know, the, the suffrage campaign was a very long campaign. It started in 1866, it ended in uh, 1928, when women get equal voting rights. So by 1926, um, the London Society had acquired quite a lot of suffrage material, so they wanted to create a formal library. Um, so they called it the Women's Service Library, so they wanted to preserve the history of the women's suffrage movement, but also have a resource for women who had the vote, so the women who had a vote from 1918, um, and for women who were working and wanted to improve their position. So the collection grew from 1926, um, to the present day, really, and it really follows the history of feminism. Um, so the Women's Service Library, um, so I should say women's libraries had lots of different names. It started as a women's service library. In the 50s, it became the Fawcett Library after Millicent Garrett Fawcett. And then in 2002, it was renamed the Women's Library. And it's also had a lot of homes. So in 2013, it came to LSE Library. So the Women's Library Collection is a cross-domain collection. It's an archive, a library, and a museum. So in the museum collection, we have about 100 banners. Half of those are suffrage, um, suffrage ones. And the ones I'm going to talk about today are the ones that were created for um, the National Union of Women's Suffrage Society's um, procession on the 13th of June, 1908. So... Um, they're the NUWSS, they're the peaceful group. Um, so they have been campaigning. Well, the NUWSS was founded in 1897. Um, so, um, so just to say that the first march that they they created, they, they were involved in, was the year before, in February 1907. And it was known as the Mud March. Um, because their dresses got very muddy in February. But the reason they did it in February was because that's when um, Parliament was opened, so they wanted to make an impact then. Um, and this is a, a, a drawing, actually. There are no photographs of that modern march. Um, so the next year, they decided that they would have a march in June, so learning from their mistake from February 1907. So um, Mary Lowndes... She studied at Slade, she was a stained glass artist, and she founded the Artist Suffrage League in 1907 to produce posters for the Mud March. Um, 
So by January 1908, the NUWSS decided they commissioned the Artist Suffrage League to create banners for the, the 13th of June march. And I should say, and a, uh, it would be a footnote, that the WSPU also did a march. Um, it was the weekend after the NUWSS march in June 1908. But in popular memory, both of them have merged together. Um, and it's the one, you know, people think it's just one march and it's the biggest and best, and the WSPU did it. But actually, it was the NUWSS that did the, the first of these really grand processions. Okay. So this was a poster um, to advertise the march. Uh, the London Society for Women's Suffrage were the hosts. Um, and this is like a, um, a woman calling her comrades to the banner. It also became a badge which was sent out to local suffrage groups. And this is a leaflet for the procession, uh, showing instructions for a joint procession. Um, so from the embankment to the Royal Albert Hall, we're going to have a big rally in the Royal Albert Hall. So it started off with provincial uh, bands from the provinces, from suffrage groups around the country, and it was headed up by Minister um, Garrett Fawcett. Um, it's on the back is a plan of where they're all to um, start their marching from. So on the embankment and Parliament Street and Whitehall. All right, so a lot of the um, provincial banners uh, don't exist anymore. Um, so after this march, they were taken back to their, wherever they came from and were used and were lost probably. But in the collection, we have Mary Brown's design album, um, which has a lot of the designs for the local banners. Um, so a lot of them are um, watercolors and they also have swatches of material. So the provinces started and they went in alphabetical order. Uh, so they often had the name of the town, some of the symbols from the town, um, and a motto, which may be the town, but it may be made up. They may, might have made it up. And this one is by Mary Lance, because it's got the NL initial there. Uh, this one is for East Anglia. So um, Millicent Garrett Fawcett must have asked for this one because she came from East Anglia from Aldergrove. Um, so the Latin phrase in the middle um, is a twist on what Pope Gregory I said when he saw um, British children for the first time. He said, not angles, but angels. So this is a twist on it saying, not angels, but angles, meaning we are, we are people. Um, and here is, uh, you can see the banner in the back, and this is Millicent um, at the front. This is uh, Frank Francis Balfour. And this is Emily Davis. Um, she signed the uh, first women's suffrage petition in 1866. Uh, Millicent was too young to sign that petition, but she did a lot of work uh, collecting signatures for it. Um, this is one for Edinburgh. It's just to give you a flavour of like, the scale of it. Um, one for Edinburgh. This is a photograph of the banner. Um, this is Hull. I mean, they are really fresh, the uh, watercolours. Yeah, they are really lovely. Um, and this one is for Leeds. This is a good one because it's got all this annotation at the bottom. So the Leeds coat of arms has uh, a fleece, that's sort of sheep, I think, in the middle. 
like the owls and stars on their coat of arms. They didn't use um, the motto for the, on the Leeds coat of arms, but they made this one up Leeds for Liberty, and it gives it size. So it's six foot six on the height and four foot four width. And here it's with bamboo poles and cords complete two pounds. Um, and here we have some um, the lovely blue and gold um, strips, I think, are given by Mrs. Herringham. The owls are in silver, the owls are silver. Um, yeah, Mrs. Herringham seems to have made a lot of the banners, actually, which means some gold in making them. <coughs> so then after the provinces, you, um, you get a group, a group of colonial um, banners. So they chose this particular um, weekend because lots of international people were going through London for an international conference in Amsterdam. So they involved them in this march. So we have ones for America. So Lucy Stone, this is one of the banners that we have in the collection. You can't really see it, but it's dark blue, velvet. Lucy Stone, uh, Anthony, uh, Susan Anthony, so they were American suffragists. Um, and here you can see the Lucy Stone banner in the photograph. Um, so there's also a group from Australia. Now this banner um, is different to other ones. They're sewn and this one's painted. And it was designed by uh, Dora Meeson Coates. Um, and we used to have it in the collection, but it's now in uh, Parliament House in Canberra. Um, so the quote, trust the women mother as I have done, um, is referring to the fact that Australia got the vote in 1902, or the women in Australia got the vote in 1902. Uh, so behind this one would have been people, uh, people from Russia and South Africa. Now, after this group, after the international ones, it was uh, women doctors and London graduates. Now, this banner hasn't survived, and we don't have a design for it either, but it got a lot of press attention and with this photograph, and it's particularly lovely. So behind this banner would have been uh, women doctors, so Elizabeth Garrett Anderson, um, Elizabeth Wilkes, Flora Murray, Elizabeth Knight, so leading women doctors of the day. And we also have banners for, to, to commemorate women doctors as well. So Elizabeth Blackwell, she was one of the first women to become a doctor. Um, Edith Pesci Fibson, um, she was one of the group that became a doctor after Elizabeth Garrett Anderson. Um, and she also led the Mud March in 1907. Um, and then she died in April 1908, so it's probably a, a tribute to her. Uh, London graduates came next, so this is the design for the banner. Um, so business women from a Robert Browning poem <laughs> and this has got it's like gold or sort of bronzy thread so it really um, sparkled in the light. Yeah, that's really nice one. So this was for the Women's, um, Women's Writers Suffrage League. So it was designed by Mary Lowndes um, but the actual design, the actual banner itself, the Scriveners was changed to Writers. So women writers behind here would have been Cicely Hamilton, um, Evelyn Sharp, Beatrice Harridan, Elizabeth Robbins, 
And this one was work. This was made by uh, Christina Erringham. After this, so you'd get um, ones for the authors, so Jane Austen, Maria Edgeworth, um, Fanny Burney, uh, Elizabeth Browning, Jane, um, George Eliot would have followed these. Um, so then we have <coughs> women from famous women from the past. So Joan of Arc, she was a heroine for the NUWSS and also for the militant societies. Um, and this one is on display in the exhibition, actually, at the moment, you can come and see this. But it's got silver um, thread, or um, cord, or it's metallic anyway. Um, and it's quite, you know, it's quite, you, you, photographs don't do justice to the band, <laughs> so you have to come and see it. Um, and just to say that we have had them all digitised again, um, to much better quality, and so you'll be able to look, they're going up on a Google platform in June, so you'll be able to look at them there. And you'll be able to zoom in, and you can see all the stitching, and uh, this has got paint at the top. Have there any of them been reproduced for the Lumiere procession on the 10th of June? Do we know? These have been, no, they're not being reproduced for that, no. Uh, um, a lot of people from the uh, from Artichoke have been in to look at the banners, so this right. has been their inspiration. Yeah. Where they, were, they couldn't be convinced about the colour scheme, because I said there are lots of colours in the suffrage movement, not just purple, white and green. Right. <coughs> <laughs> but it will be visually very, you know, be brilliant really, but what they're doing on the 10th of June. So Catherine of Siena, she was another um, visionary. Um, so this is based on um, the colour scheme for Siena, so black and white. Um, the lily is a symbol for Catherine of Siena. And this is embroidered, the lily's embroidered, the velvet, it, the black is velvet and it's just perfect, but this is silk um, and it's, it's, um, it's frayed at the top actually. Catherine Barlas, now this was Catherine Douglas um, and she tried to uh, prevent James I being murdered by putting her arm through the lock of the door. Um, and it's velvet, red velvet. It's really it's perfect, apart from the heart. It's a bit faded, and it's got a very interesting attachment at the top. It's very different to the other ones. Um, this is Elizabeth first. Explanation. So women scientists were next. Um, so Caroline Herschel, she was an astronomer. She discovered uh, five comets, and I think there would have been a portrait of her there the last time away. Mary Somerville, she's another scientist. Um, it's silver paint, it's sort of stenciled around, and it's silver, that silver thread again in the centre. Um, Jenny Lind was a Swedish opera singer, so this is the design, and then this is the real thing. Um, again, that's silver paint. And then you get women artists, so Mary Moser and Jenica Kaufman were um, some of the founding members of the Royal Academy. Mary, um, the Banneflow and Angelica Kaufman has inspired this one we have in the collection. Um, so she was a famous uh, flower painter. Um, and then these are painted, the flowers are painted on that. 
uh, Florence Nightingale, this is on display in the exhibition. Um, so she was a heroine in her own lifetime. And nurses would have moved behind this one. It's very lush, lush one. Um, so homemakers were next, and you can see the banner there. We don't have that, we don't have a design or, um, or the actual banner. So um, some interesting people. Yeah, so women farmers and gymnasts and homemakers and working women followed. And then women from political parties. So it's the liberal women around the room. And then some of it's again this sort of measurements for material. Um, but this one says kindly return design when finished with. So I think they sent out the designs. So Mary Lowndes and others in the artists have actually designed the planners and then they sent the designs out to be made up. So the Women's Freedom League was next. So this is an offshoot group from the Women's Social and Political Union. And they hadn't been in existence for, uh, they only been in existence for a few months at this stage in 1908. Um, their banner hasn't survived, um, but this one has. And it was designed by Mary, Sergeant Florence, who was in the Artist Suffrage League, um, and it was from 1909. So their motto is Dare to be Free. So they were a non-militant, um, no, a non-violent militant group. So they, the type of thing that they would do would be um, not pay their taxes, um, they came up with the idea for boycotting the census in 1911, well, that was taken over the WSPU, but it was their idea first. Um, so that's the Women's Freedom League. And then the London Society of the Hosts came up at the back, followed by all the other London societies. Um, so this is one, this is one for Wimbledon. <laughs> this is the NWSS for Wimbledon. So Wimbledon also had a WSPU branch as well. So this is a photograph of the Women's Session going to the Royal Albert Hall. So this is at the Royal Albert Hall outside. So you see the banner from mm -hmm. Doncaster. Fanny Burnley's behind. And this is inside the Royal Albert Hall. So you can see all the banners in front of the organ. That's the scribbler's one. So Mary Lowndes, um, she had very definite ideas about how to make banners and <laughs> colours that would go well together. Um, so she wrote this pamphlet in 1909. And um, she saw it as a skill. Making a banner was a skill. And I'll end with a quote. Um, it is not a placard. A banner is a thing to float in the wind, to flicker in the breeze, to flirt its colours for your pleasure half show and half conceal a device you long to unravel. You do not want to read it, you want to worship it. And yeah, I think some of those banners were very beautiful to be achieved um, So as I said, the exhibition is on, so you're very welcome to come and have a look and have a look at three banners on display. Um, and these are just some. We have a lot of events on, so I've got some um, leaflets over there if you're interested and something about the Women's Library. Um, but yeah, thank you.